La Hearts Saturday Scoreline. Your music, your sports. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHartsVolkswagen.ie. Yeah, you're welcome to the preview show here of the St. Canis' Credit Union Senior Hurling Championship Final. Tomorrow, of course, at half past one in UPMC Nolan Park. We're also delving in to the JJ Cavanagh Sons Junior Hurling Championship County Final and the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Intermediate Hurling Championship County Finals. And they will be played next Sunday, the 14th, in UPMC Nolan Park. Uh, 12 o'clock is the Junior Final and 2 o'clock it will be Glenmore and St. Lackbits. And of course, tomorrow with the Lachlan Gales and Ballyhale Shamrocks, it's a half-one throw-in. Now, as you have been hearing on KSLR and throughout the county over the last 24 hours, the county board would be very grateful if everybody could uh, purchase their tickets uh, before tomorrow and get to Nolan Park uh, about an hour or a little more than an hour before throw-in because of the scanning procedures at the gate. So that is the situation. So if you can purchase your tickets uh, online before tomorrow and of course you can get them tomorrow morning also but it's just in, in relation to the scanning to get people in there on time I'm not sure whether Eddie Scally is going to be in there on time tomorrow he's a busy man Goran Park is on next week he's been a busy man with GA he's a busy man here on Monday night uh, with the sports programme but Eddie you're a man that was keeping a close eye on all that's happening to Kenny Hurling over the last few weeks and it's flown by and we're now really down to the business end good afternoon to you uh, good afternoon, Brendan. Yeah, no, it's 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 been a brilliant couple of weeks, really. Um, the, the, the championships are all starting to heat up, and you know we're at the county final stages now, and it's you know it's it's something that you look forward to the whole summer, really, to get to it. And I think we're going to be served up three cracking games over the next two weekends. Yeah, when you look to the junior, Eddie, we'll start there with the junior. When you look to the junior, see a massive win last week from Moonkine. Another scored six thirteen. And Sleeve Ruer probably a little bit disappointing, but it didn't hinge on on one game only. And then Tullerher Ross Birkin, while the scoreline of twenty seven points reflects that it's a massive victory. In fairness, it was only a seven points victory over James Stevens. But two competitive groups with uh, Wine Gap, Greg Namana, Piltown, Galmoy, Barrow Rangers, Clahine, and Tullerher Ross Birkin in Group A and in Group B. You had Moonkine, as you know, because you're very much involved with Blacks and Whites, Emeralds, uh, Blacks and Whites. St. Patrick's, Sleeveru and Kilmacow. But uh, Moonkine uh, did beat Galmoy, Blacks and Whites and Sleeveru in the Championship. So they are, um, they're there and courtesy of winning that by 6-13 last week. And of course, Tuller then winning by 27-2-14. to So it wasn't easy for either club, but they're there. Yeah, no, in fairness, Brendan, um, I think, you know, on the balance of play over the course of the year, Moonkine, you know, they would have had the favourite tags from early early in the Championship. Um and like they, they've, they've, they've struggled in a few games, I think. Back from heights, I, I, I genuinely thought we were very unlucky against them. I thought we probably let it slip in the last fifteen minutes. And in fairness to Moncoin, they were able to take it out. They, 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 they struggled a little bit against Galmoy as well. It took them, to, they took Galmoy to extra time to win that match, and you know that was a bit of a shock in the championship. To be fair, but it did all come together for Moncoin against Sleeve Rue. Um, last week in the park, I mean, they they, they slapped in six goals in a, in a county semi final, which is you know it's a frightening prospect to be up against. But in saying that, you know, Sleeve Rue would be very disappointed with their own performances on the day. But what you have going into the junior county final is the two best forward lines in the county at junior level. You have um, you have kind of Pa Walsh, uh, Young Croke, and Killian Hogan in the full forward line for. Um, Munkoin and they've been lighting the championship up all year, but then at the other end of the field with Tullerher Ross Birkin, you've you know Coleman O'Sullivan, uh, uh, the young Connor Hennessy and Wally Welch. I mean, it's you know they're two massive forward lines, and I think what you'll find that junior final is going to be a very high-scoring game, um, and I think it's, it's it's very hard to call. Like I, I'll be shocked if there's more than a score in it at the end of the match, but I think 
that's going to be a cracking game because you've got two really, really good forward lines and two teams that'll just throw it down and go for it. Like, yeah, and you've Keen, I don't know who they were last week, Eddie, as well. He scored 16 points. I know a lot of them were frees, but at the end of the day, there was a few of them from play. And uh, it's a great return for any individual, let it be junior, intermediate, or senior. It's uh, some return for a player. Yeah, no, he's been fantastic all year with Tuller. Like, I mean, Tuller struggled in the league championship section. Um, I was lucky enough to get to watch him a couple of times this year. I've seen him against Bally Raggett, and he was very good that day, and he was very good against Emeralds as well in the quarters. Like, they're a very, very good team. Um, there's no question about it. Now, Wally Welch is the main man for these guys. I know Keane, Keane's been throwing up huge scores, but Walter Welch, he's popped up with goals in important times. He got a goal late against Emeralds, I think, uh, previously against Bally Raggett. I've seen him rocketing in a goal as well, and you know, it'll come down to Walter Welch, Keane, Coleman O'Sullivan maybe as well is another really good player to keep an eye on. And it's it's it's, it's going to come down to the forwards. But don't rule out, you know, the opposite end there from Uncoin. Pat Welch is, 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 is he's been having some year. I think they're full forward and I knocked in four ten, I think, the last day in the in the in the semi final. Like I mean it's like they're two they're two really good forward lines and I and I just no defence. I know the defence obviously are, are throwing up good scores. They're conceding a bit, but I just I'm, I'm excited about that game. I really am, and I've been asked to pin my colour to the mass a few times, and I just couldn't. I I, I really think this is going to be a one score game. I think it will be the game of the weekend as well. And Eddie, due to the fact that Tuller lost all their league games, do you feel that might degrade the league system a little bit? Or, or I know you said it could be close in the end, but um, it's about championship, I suppose, at the end of the day. And, and no matter what way it worked out, they were in there. Uh, they've come along and they're in the final now, but um, not winning any of the matches in the league. But I think some people. Think Kenny uh, look back and say well it's like in the Shamrocks and the senior there was a few hiccups at the start of the league I, said, I wouldn't really worry about that but when it came down to the business end of it they played yeah I, I don't know like Brendan like it's a very it's a confusing system that they use this year like you've named out the two groups but the two groups are made up of groups inside the groups so if you take my own club Blacks and Whites we played three round matches in the league section and won two and lost one but we finished bottom of our group where Sleeve Rue and Kill Macau lost all three games, and I think Steve Roo finished second in the group after losing three matches. So it's a very confusing system. I would say if you have a team like Tullaher or Ballyhale Shamrocks that you're good enough that you can lose your league games and learn and, you know, tweak a bit and not be overly worried about being in a bottom end battle, you know, a kind of knockout championship game straight away. Tullaher was just good enough that it didn't really matter the league championship. Ballyhale have done that a few times as well, Brendan, that. They try out things in the league championship, don't really worry about the results, and then when you come into knockout championship, you just turn it on. Um, you know, clubs like ourselves, Blacks and Whites, Wine Gap, you know, we don't have that luxury. We have to take the league championship series, try and finish as high up the table as we can, and try and get a seed, a draw, where you end up playing one of the teams that finished on the bottom. But I would just write off league championship results. Knockout championship is all that matters. Yeah, because the, the flip side of that is Wine Gap must be completely disappointed considering they won all their league matches, but they crashed out of the championship to finish with eight points in the league. That's it, you know, but unfortunately for Wine Gap, they came up against a very strong Blacks and Whites team in the first round of the championship. Wine Gap have won the league. As I said, we'd, we'd only lost one game in the league championship, and for whatever way the system worked, we finished bottom of the group. You know, there was teams that had won no games and finished ahead of us in the group, which I don't know how that works, but Wine Gap ended up drawing us. You know, there was only ever going to be a one-point game between us and Wine Gap. We've always had very close battles. And as you said, they won the league championship, and a week later, they're gone out of the championship in the first round. Like, it's... I don't know, it's a system that they're going to have to review next year. I think it'll be back to the old system of you go into two groups of six, you play five matches, and the team that finishes top of the group 
on one side plays the team that finishes bottom of the group on the other side and that's the right way for the championship to be played in my opinion Yeah and I think in everything you've said there Eddie you're, you're more or less agreeing that Moonkine have been consistent uh, this year and, and uh, only losing out to Wine Gap in that league final so uh, you did say that the final is going to be very very close I know we're a week out from it tomorrow early days yet the weather is deteriorating a little bit but the pitch inside the new PMC in Olin Park has been absolutely impeccable over the last number of years I don't think that's going to be a problem for winter hurling is it? No, it isn't. It, it definitely isn't. And in fairness, like you've seen the pitch last week, I mean, the, the sidelines were a little bit over. You know, there's been, been a bit of a bit of stuff kind of pushing on that side of the pitch there on the stand side that we were on, Brendan. But, like, the pitch will be in, in, in perfect, Nick, tomorrow. The lads will have a full week there. Kevin and the boys inside will have a full week to get the pitch back. What I would say is the style of hurling that Munkine play might be a little bit more suited to summer hurling. You know, a quick pitch. They're fast. They're, you know, they want low balls driven into the forwards. You get into this time of the year and it comes down to a sticky pitch, wet day, and then it's down to the dogs that are going to go and fight and, and you know, drag the game up and down that field. And that's where Tullahur will probably be looking at this one. That they'll be bringing a big physicality to it. You know, the, the ground hurling that, that Munkine have been brilliant with all year, they've been doing it on really dry pitches and fast pitches. Then pitches are slowing down and I said the game can't come quick enough for Munkine. Yeah, the two good men over the teams as well. Bob Elbert there with Tullaher and of course uh, Willie Coogan, a man that's synonymous with uh, hurling uh, over the Munkine team. Yeah, there's I think Munkine have kind of uh, joint managers, managers there as well. I know the, the Johnny Mars in there as well. They're, he is, yeah. Johnny, Johnny's there, Lee Walsh and Billy Quinn, they're all involved, yeah. Yeah, and like they've, they've, they've very good, strong management teams and, and up down in, 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 in Tullaher the same. There'll be no stone left unturned by either of these two teams, uh, Brendan. Like, in fairness, with me in the championship with Blacks and Whites this year, you know the two teams I wanted to avoid through the championship was Tullaher and Munkine. From from early in the year, I kind of felt that Tullaher were the team I thought sleeping giants that had the big chance to to go and do it. The one thing I would say is after playing Munkine, Munkine had a panel of thirty nine players togged out against us in 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 the championship. Munkine won the Junior A championship. Technically, Munkine have two junior teams right now. If Munkine win next week, they'll go up to intermediate, and their second team will come up to the junior grade. So they have a they have a massive, massive panel. I think Tullaher have a smaller panel, but really, really good players as well. And I think they have a great minor panel coming through. So they have a lovely bunch of young lads that are going to be coming up next year for Tullaher. Um, but neither of these teams, you don't win this. You know, finals, Brendan and Junior, especially, they're not easy to get to. You don't get too many chances to get out of it. So, like, obviously, one of these teams is going to be intermediate after next weekend. But the team that isn't intermediate won't necessarily be favourites to win the championship next year. You don't get two slaps at this. So, I think Tuller had the experience getting knocked out last year by Emirates, and it stung for a while. And I think, you know, maybe they learned a bit from that, and maybe that might give them the bit of the edge. But I think everybody is saying Munkine's game to lose. But I don't know. There's two really good management teams, and it's going to be using them panels that's going to win the game for them. Uh, and as you said, Eddie, Tuller Ross Birkin uh, losing out the minor final there to um, Dixborough this year. Dixborough, of course, doing the trainer or on Michael Walsh involved there. But Tuller Ross Birkin weren't too far from claiming that minor final. So all going well in that neck of the woods. All going well in Moonkine also. And before I do let you go, just uh, throwing your eye in over the fence uh, there, uh, whether it's a hurdle or a fence. But uh, the Michael Ling Motors High on the Intermediate Hurling County final next week, Glenmore and St. Lactans. I know you wouldn't have seen all of the action, but you'd be well up on uh, what's happening. But uh, a bit of a shock last week, Glenmore putting out. Thomas Town and St Lactans have played some great hurling and the two of them are in the final next week Yeah and I, I think to be fair like I did expect Thomas Town to beat Glenmore last week but after chatting to Ronnie before the game uh, Adrian Ronan he, 
he, it wasn't that he was overly confident that Glenmore would win the game, but he was looking based on Liz Downey last year in the intermediate grade and how close Glenmore ran them. And he said to me that, you know, they're kind of under the radar here at Glenmore. He said they're definitely second favourites to win the championship behind Thomastown. And he's just said, you know, if Thomastown are an inch off their game, Glenmore will take them. And and that's what happened. I mean, Glenmore were deserved winners in the game. I mean, Owen Murphy gave an absolute exhibition in Nolan Park. I, 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 it was the first time I think I've seen him playing outfield this year, and I was just so impressed with him at centre-back. But they've, they've a huge team. They've, they've a really good balanced team right through the board. And I'd be really surprised if Glenmore let it slip there. I mean, they've... The other Aylward is on the line with them as well, and he's kind of he's been around a long time, and he knows the game inside out. And I just, I, 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 you know, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a close game, but I'd be really shocked if 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 Glenmore don't go and do it now after knocking out Thomas in the semi final. Oh, Katie, and I know I said you're a busy man, but uh, the senior final is tomorrow. Ballyhale Shamrocks the Lachlan Gales. The Lachlan's took them down in 2016, but it has been Ballyhale Shamrocks since. Uh, how do you see the senior final going? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very proud of myself there. Early in the year, I said, "Oh, Lachlan Gales could get to the county final this year," you know. But it's it's it's, it's very hard to see past Ballyhale. Um, I think Hugh Lawler's been immense for for Lachlan Gales all year, and I think he'll need to have a game of his life tomorrow for Lachlan Gales. But I, I wouldn't be overly shocked. I think if if Ballyhale, which they've done a couple of times, switched off for ten or fifteen minutes in games, if they do that tomorrow against the Lachlan Gales, you know, they, they could be in trouble. And I think Paddy Deegan, a full forward. If a locking Gales can get the ball into him in the game, I think Paddy could do damage. But it's it's, it's very hard to see past Bally Hale. They've got just such my God! Like the team is just a brilliant, brilliant hurling team. They've got hurlers everywhere on the field. They're going for four in a row. You know, I think they're just they're just a joy to watch when they switch it on. I can't wait for the match tomorrow. I do hope it's a really close tight game, but. You know, you just can't see past Ballyhale, Brendan, really, can you? There'll be a few big jewels in it, Eddie, whether you can't see past them or not, because you just mentioned a man there, Hugh Lawler, if he plays at six or goes back to three, where Tony Forrestal will go, will it be man-marking against Colin Finley? Uh, you know, there's a bit of experience in both teams. You look to like some Mark Bergham with the Lockley Gales. You mentioned Paddy Deegan. I know he played full forward, I think, the last day. Uh, you've won a Shaquille line in the middle, Jack Nolan, and you're up against Ronan Corkin and Gavin Butler. But as you said, uh, Ballyhale or Ballyhale, but... To be fair to Andy Comerford, or Lachlan Gales, they've probably come into this uh, probably a little bit under the radar and from the early days in the league campaign in Kilkenny over the last few weeks, people were saying, these fellas are hurling very well. They've proved it. They're in the final. No, this is it. And, you know, if I was in either camp, the camp I'd love to be in right now is the Lachlan Gales camp. <clears throat> I think the pressure is all on Ballyhale tomorrow. I think, you know, Ballyhale are expected to go and win this game. They're to be expected to win the game comfortably. That's not going to happen. Well, Locking Gales, as you said, have players all over that field that are massively experienced. And, you know, whether it's Hugh Lawler that's going to pick up TJ Reid or who's going to pick him up, you wouldn't know. But Ballyhale have so many players that you have to pick up. If you don't pick up Colin Fenley, you've got Adrian Mullen, you've Darren Mullen. You know, they're, they're everywhere. Richie Reid, TJ. There's going to be battles all over that field. But Locking Gales have, have just been digging it out all year. They've worked hard, really good work ethic. In fairness to comfort, he has them absolutely flying. I'm just. I'm actually really excited about the senior final tomorrow. I genuinely am. And if I was allowed to sit in a camp, it'd be the Old Auckland Gales camp. I genuinely think all the pressure's on Valley Hill tomorrow. And tell me this, Eddie. I know you've been promoting Goran Park for next week. Did you get a free ticket for tomorrow? Did you buy one? <laughs> well, I bought my. <laughs> Brendan, and I, you know, in fairness to the lads in the GA, we were kind of working in tandem as well with race and this whole buying your tickets online and the whole lot. It's, it's, it's a big culture shift for people in Ireland. Yeah, club. And the same at the races as well, Brendan. We've gone online, you know, buy your tickets online. And, and, and I know some people find it a little bit frustrating you have to buy the tickets online. 
But with the whole scenario with COVID, you don't want staff cash handling. Exactly, you don't yeah. want people and all that. And I just think, in fairness to Barry and the lads in Kilkenny GEA there, they've done a great job with the transition. And I know Barry Icky has said it to me to make sure I do point out that if there is people in parishes that are struggling to buy their tickets on the phone, you know, contact your club directly and just say to your club, look, I need a hand to buy a ticket on my phone. And there's somebody in the club that'd be only delighted to help people out. You know, the last thing I'd hate to hear tomorrow evening is people saying they couldn't go to the match because they couldn't buy tickets online. It's a very simple system. And I'd say check in on your elderly neighbours and just see if if they're okay to, to, to do the tickets online because it's a very simple process when you know how to do it. And these things are like trying to work out the nuclear codes when you don't. So I think people should make sure, especially in the two big parishes, the Lock and Gales and Ballyhale, make sure that the elderly people in the area and stuff like that, that they're all sorted for tickets tomorrow. Okay, well we wish them all well, Eddie, and just before I do let you go, um, to be fair, you said that racing and the hurling working very well together. I know there's some big corporate days in Gorn Park over the years, but uh, you have your last meeting of the year, I believe, next week, so you can give it a little bit of a plug there before we let you go. Yeah, it's, the tickets went on sale yesterday, the 20th of November, so it's, it's the week after next, it's the last jumps meeting of the season, so it's, it, look, it's a cracking race card, it's a seven race card, national home fixture, we had four Cheltenham winners on that card two years ago, and last year we had Bob Ollinger and Fernie Hollow battling out a finish. Bob Ollinger obviously went on and won at Cheltenham. Fernie Hollow beat it that day in Bourne. So it's 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 a day that will have high class racing, and you know it'd be great to see a, a big crowd coming out to Gorn for the last fixture of the season. And the tickets are on gorenpark.ie if anyone's looking for them. Okay, Eddie. Well, thanks very much for your input today. Enjoy the junior and intermediate finals next week, and certainly enjoy the senior final uh, tomorrow. And a big thanks to Jerry Comerford Well Drilling, kindly sponsoring uh, our broadcast this afternoon and tomorrow here on KCLR ninety six FM. So, Eddie, thanks for joining us. In regards, to everyone at Gorn Park and in Blacks and Whites, and thanks again. Thanks a million, Brendan. Great to hear you're feeling a lot better again this week. Getting there, Eddie. The, the hamstring is improving. Go man yourself. Thanks very much, Eddie. That's Eddie Scally there joining us on the preview programme here this afternoon on KSLR 96. And now you can send us a text to wish your team the very best for tomorrow. I know we're a little bit out from the junior and intermediate, but if you wanted to wish them all the very best, send us a text and let us know where you're uh, listening in from. We're on 0833069696. That's the dinner's ready. E text line, and it's also our WhatsApp number. When we come back after after the break, we'll be having a chat with Richie Power. Live on KCLOR, the Kilkenny County Final Preview Special. With thanks to Jerry Comerford Drilling Limited, Well Drilling Services Piltain, jerrycomerforddrilling.ie. Yeah, welcome back to the second quarter of the show here live on KCLR 96. I'm now joined by Richie Power. Richie Power Jr., I think I can call him. Uh, Richie, good afternoon to you. Brendan, how's things, you well? Not too bad, Richie. I know uh, Shane was sent you off air there. We'll have a quick chat about the intermediate, and I, I know you're probably a little bit disappointed, but in fairness, Carrick Shockey did well in the league side of things, but at the end of the day, it sent Lactans and Glenmore are into the final. Yeah, absolutely, Brendan. You know, um, I suppose from our own perspective, you know, it was, it was, I suppose, disappointing. We put ourselves in a great position to, to get the, the win over Freshford, but in fairness to Freshford, they... They stayed going till the till the very end, and they they got there in the end. And look, probably deserving to be in a in a county final. You know, they they were definitely the better team against Johnstown the last day, and um, I suppose they'll they'll go in as underdogs into the county final now after Glenmore getting over Thomastown in the other semi final. Yeah, was that a bit of a shock to you? And and I know people were probably looking at the Henry factor because if you go back two years ago, Thomastown lost out to Tullerone in the final, and then Liz Downey defeated them last year on penalties, and they were probably the favourites coming in. But uh, you know, their intermediate championship was probably in every county one of the toughest championships to probably win. So, uh, were, was there a lot of eyes on Thomastown? Do you believe, or did Ledmore just come and be business like and got out with the victory? Um, 
yeah, obviously, look, there was a lot of eyes on Thomastown and, you know, they were they were very much the favourite at the beginning of the year after, I suppose, suppose being beaten in the last two county finals. But I, I don't think it was a major shock, Brendan, to be honest, you know. And I, looking at the day and looking at the game, Glenn Moore just wanted it more. Um, it was pure and simple. There was no no doubt about it, you know, that they're, they're, they're tackling... Um, their game plan, everything Glenmore had on the day were just, they were a step ahead of Thomastown and um, I don't think many people gave, I won't say they didn't give Glenmore a chance but I think Thomastown were everyone's favourites but I just think on the day Glenmore deserved deserved to win it and, and they'll go into the final now as, as roaring hot favourites I'd imagine, you know, after after defeating Thomastown. Yeah, and if they are roaring hot favourites, would you give underdogs St. Lacton's fresh for the chance? You have to, uh, Brendan. You know, I, I think all Freshford has to do is maybe look back on last year's county final and, and Liz Downey. And I don't think anyone gave Liz Downey a chance going into last year's county final. And, and you look at how that turned out. So I think, yeah, Freshford going in under the radar, underdogs. There's no, I, for me, there's no better place to be. And, you know, I think Glenmore will have to be very, very careful. Um, you know, and I suppose all they have to do is look back at last year as well. You know, so yeah. I think the warning signs are there. And I, I think. That alone will have will have them more ready for this, and you know they've been knocking on the door for the last couple of years, and and I think you know this year might just be their year to to make the step up. Yeah, they have a bit of firepower, haven't they up front? If you look at the team with your Elward captain, and you've got uh, Alan Murphy. The two Murphys did very well the last day. Mark Elward, yeah. Ian Byrne, who's come up through the underage ranks. You know, they, they have a nice bit of uh, firepower up front. Now, in saying that, uh, Saint Lactans uh, in the second half, in particular, the day I seen them playing against yourselves in the park, uh, used that to their ability. And Liam Hickey shone for them again last week. And you've uh, Dara Mar, Shane Donnelly. You know, they're, they're good lads. They are, they are, and, and like Shane Donnelly is a, is a goal getter. Um, you know, Liam Hickey was outstanding the last day. Now I hope, you know, he came off injured after scoring the second goal. Now I, I presume that was only precaution, um, you know, because I, I suppose the game was won at that stage. So you're hoping that he'll be he'll be fully fit for the final. And look, you're you're hoping everyone will have a full a full panel to pick from going into a county final. You don't like to see anyone missing missing a big game like that. So, you know, as I said, I think. You know, Glenmore will go in as favourites, and I, I just think if they're if they're ready and tuned like they were against Thomastown, I think it'll take a massive, massive performance from from Freshwood to turn them over. And I just, as I said, I just think Glenmore are primed to to take that step up, and they have they have some good young fellas coming as well. Yeah, you just hinted on it a few minutes ago. I just go back to it. Like Freshwood have been in and around the business end and the latter end of the of the championship in recent years. Can that little bit of hurt uh, drive them on to, uh, next Sunday? Yeah, I, I, I look. I think it can, um, and you know, Glenmore probably the same as well. Like, you know, Glenmore were in a semi final last year, I think, as well against Thomastown, I believe, and um, or no, Liz Downey. Sorry, Liz Downey turned over Glenmore last year in the semi final. So, I think both teams um, will will use that hurt from previous seasons to to try and I suppose push them push them to the the promised land, as they say. You know, I suppose winning the intermediate championship in in Kilkenny is is no easy task, and you know, I suppose. You just look at Thomastown the last couple of seasons, and we were no different ourselves back in you know zero three zero four before we got up as well. So um, definitely, I think they'll use the hurts and they'll just you know they'll have to go in and, and give it everything. And you know that's all you can do on county final day. You know, give it your all, leave everything on the field, and have no regrets. And you know, I think if both teams do that, it, the better team will probably come out on top on the day. Yeah, and I was just looking, Richie, during the week, just going back over a few things, like a common theme across the league in championship in intermediate in Kenny was how tight all the games were. And is this a case of very fine margins at intermediate level more so than at any other grade, do you think? Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, look, I, I think probably the, the junior and intermediate grades in Kilkenny, in my opinion, Brendan, are probably nearly the hardest ones to win because yeah. I think there's so many teams on a par, you know, that, that are such, it's a level playing field and, you know, it's, it's a puck of the ball here, here and there and between sides. And like we've seen that with, with some of the, with all the results this year, as, as you mentioned, you know, there's been very little between, between any of the results in, in any of the league games. You know, there, there's been very few big margin victories in junior or intermediate. So I think that just shows how, I suppose how even a playing field it is, and it's it's so hard to get out of the, these grades. And you you just have to ask the teams that have, you know, struggled to do it in in the last couple of years, and you know have been getting to county finals but just can't get over the line. And you know, I think it's yeah, it's um, it, it's going to be an interesting final. You know, I don't know have the. I don't know have they actually met this season. I don't think Lemore played Freshford, so it's going to be kind of a new pairing as well. So um, it's I suppose how to get the matchups and you know whether they go man for man or man marking is going to be a, an interesting one in, in, in the in the final. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I don't think they did meet them uh, during the year, but uh, they finished their league. Glenmore finished their league on on six points, and Saint Lactans finished on three. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Now they're there. Um, just I'm just thinking back to a few years ago when you came out of Kilkenny yourselves and went up and played in Kildare against Celebridge. It just goes to show how competitive all these matches can be. There's a place in Leinster for the winning team next Sunday as well. So if I was to stand in front, you know, Richie, and say to you, who's going to be playing in senior grade in Kilkenny next year, and who's going to represent Kilkenny in the Leinster Championship? Who's Richie Power going for? <laughs> um, I suppose. Look, I, I, I just, as I said, I just think after the semi-final performances, Brendan, and I suppose you, you'd have to fancy Glenmore. Um, as I said, if they do come and they put in a performance, I just think that they they have that little bit of extra firepower, and obviously then you have, you know, Owen Owen and Shane Murphy, you know, kind of being very very commanding, you know, for Glenmore all year. I just think that. You know they'll have a little bit too much for Freshford, but in saying that, you know Freshford are, you know they're. Out, I think they're after kind of winning their quarter final and semi final without actually hurling to to the to the max of their ability. You know, and I think if you asked anyone in Freshford or the management team, they'd agree with me there. You know, but I, I still think there's a lot of potential in that Freshford team. But I just think it's it's Glenmore's time, and I I think they they might shade it by. You know, just a couple of points in the end. Yeah, well, it's to hope it's a, a cracking game next week, Richie. Richie, before I let you go, it's a big one tomorrow. Uh, all Auckland Gales, Ballyhell, Shamrocks, you know, all these fellas very, very well. You hurled alongside many of them for a long number of years and you've been watching them, but uh, how do you see it going tomorrow? Yeah, I suppose, look, it, it's, um, it's, it's a hard one to call, Brendan. Um, you know, I think both teams have probably got to the county final again without you know, hurling to, to 50, 60% of, of what they're capable of doing. And, you know, I, I think looking at Ballyhale on their route to the final, for me, they haven't, they've yet to get out of third, third gear. And I think from an O'Loughlin's point of view, that could be a worrying thing, that if they do if they do hit form tomorrow, um, you know, the last day TJ hurled very well, but, you know, maybe the likes of Adrian Mullen, Colin Fenley, you know, Owen Cody weren't at their best. So if these guys if these guys click into action tomorrow, I think it's it's going to be very very hard for all Octans to you know to keep tabs on them. Um, but in saying that, I all Octans have never feared Ballahill, um, You know, in previous years, and you know you just have to go back to 2016, the county final. All Octans won that game. So you know, I think we're in for I think we're in for a very very good game. Um, I think all Octans will will try to 
I suppose, stay stay in the game as long as they can. Um, you know, similar to all other teams that come up against Ballahale, I suppose. And if they can do that coming down the stretch, you know, who's who's to say that they won't have enough firepower um, to come in and finish the job off? But, you know, I I, I think it, it's very, very, very hard to look past a Ballahale victory again, Brendan. And, you know, it, it's, it's an amazing statistic and an amazing achievement for such a small parish to, you know, to be going for four in a row, I think, again. And... Um, they just keep they keep introducing new players. I was just about to say that, yeah, you preempted me because you just look at the team from a few years ago and look at the players that have come on that were underage the last few years. Yeah, Evan Shefflin, Dean Mason come to mind, you know, two young players. I know Cody's come of age in the last two or three years. They keep producing players, and you've said it, in a small parish. It's remarkable the amount of players they can produce and the way they can play. It is, and you know, it, it's amazing. It, it, it comes back to all the, the same names, you know, the same family names, the same connections, and it is, it's amazing, and uh, I think they've just built such a bond down there, um, you know, and they just have that winning feeling, and you just can't beat winning, and it's as simple as that, you know, I think Ballyhale, any day they go out and take to the field, they just have that inner belief and self-confidence that they can, you know, they can overturn anyone, and, you know, I think when you're when you're lining out to play Ballyhale, there's so many players you have to watch, and there's so many players you have to plan for, and, you know, I, I think Luke O'Loughlin's, I've no doubt, the last two weeks have have been putting plans in place and, and, and guys to, you know, pick up certain players. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes of this game is going to be is going to be helter-skelter. And um, as I said, if O'Loughlin's can stay in this game for as long as they can and, and hopefully bring Ballyhale down the stretch, well, then you might you might see um, a, different, a different outcome. But as I said, I just think some of the, you know, the Shamrocks players haven't been at their best so far this year and I, I think that they're building towards a, a huge performance and I think that might come tomorrow. OK, and before I do let you go, it's a big day for Stephen Murphy, of course. Stephen is captain of O'Loughlin's this year, but they're big players and they've got some in there. I mentioned this to Eddie earlier on in the show when you look to Mark Bergen, Paddy Deegan, Paddy Butler, um, Hugh, Hugh Lawler, Tony Forrestal, uh, to name but a few. And Andy has been around the block. He knows how to go about it. You said to probably be preparing for the last two weeks. All those men have to do their bit and Mark Bergen has to be Mark Bergen tomorrow. Jack Nolan has to be Jack Nolan. Hugh Lawler has to be yeah. Hugh Lawler. They have to give it everything, haven't they? Yeah, I think, look, I, I think O'Loughlin's need huge performances out of all the names you've just mentioned there and and the other guys as well. Do you know, I think it's just going to be one of those performances of a lifetime for, for O'Loughlin's tomorrow, I think, maybe to get him over the line. But that's that's not to say that it's not they're not capable of doing it. And, you know, as I said, I don't think O'Loughlin's have have reached 50-60% of their, their ability in the in the road to the final, you know, and I think they've got to a final in the right way without performing to the max, and you know, they got over Tullerone the last day and maybe lucky to do so, but it's such a great way to be going into a county final with so much improvement there, and you know, as I said, Andy I'm no doubt has been planning and plotting for the last two weeks, and they'll, they'll have something up their sleeve tomorrow, um, you know, what that is, we won't find out until half one, but um, as I said, I just think I think Ballyhale just have a little bit too much for him in the end. But you know, I'm I'm hoping that it's going to be a close tight game, and you know, hopefully it'll. O'Loughlin will bring him down the stretch. Okay, well, Richie, I'm delighted to have a chat with you this afternoon here on KSC. Laura, I, I take it you'll be one of the first people into UPMC in Olin Park tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, well, that, hopefully, Brendan. I, I I'm I'm away down in Cork here now for the weekend, so <laughs> I, if I get on the road early in the morning, um, I'll, I'll certainly be hoping to be there. And if not, I'll, I'll definitely sit down and watch it on the television. Well, good man yourself, and thanks very much for your input this afternoon. And very best to look at going forward. And uh, hello to all the family and uh, everyone in Carrick Shock and everybody in Cork this afternoon as well. And thanks for joining us.
No problem. Cheers, Brendan. Thanks, Richie. That's Richie Power there joining us and giving a nice input into the intermediate final, which will be played next week in UPMC Nolan Park. And the intermediate final there will take place in the Michaeling Motors Hyundai Intermediate Club Championship County final. It's at two o'clock next Sunday, the fourteenth, and it will be preceded by Moonkine and Tuller Ross Birkin in UPMC Nolan Park. And that game will be at twelve o'clock uh, tomorrow week, the fourteenth. But of course, tomorrow at half past one, it is O'Loughlin Gales and Ballyhale Shamrocks or Shamrocks Bally Hale if you like to say uh, that and coming up after the break we'll have another uh, special guest and that man has played for a Lachlan Gales is Brian Hogan so we'll talk to Brian after this Can't get enough of the match? Then get the Clash Act KCLR's dedicated GAA podcast Every Friday we hear from the people behind the game I, I, I think it was two or three days before I told anyone um, in the club or in my family I just couldn't I was I was mortified or embarrassed. Instead, it's like now you're looking back at it, geez. But at the time, I was everyone down, or I've yeah, kind of like, it's, it, like chap. When, when you when you look at it, I suppose it's easy for someone that's not getting dropped to 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 say. I, I, I think now you're old enough to look back yeah, and say I've yeah. had such a great career and I've been yeah. very lucky and the pride I've brought it, like that must have been pretty harsh to take I mean do, do you feel it was a little bit yeah I, I, I definitely felt a little bit cheated that, that you know you give two years of your life and you get a maybe a 70 or 80 second phone call like you know it, it's I would have preferred if he said it to me face to face put that with you like what you hear then just search for the Clash Act wherever you get your podcasts or listen for free on the KCLR app the Clash Act Gaga about GAA Live on KCLR, the Kilkenny County Final Preview Special. With thanks to Jerry Comerford Drilling Limited, Well Drilling Services Piltane, jerrycomerfordrilling.ie. Send a big thank you to Jerry for his kind sponsorship of our preview show here. We're previewing the St. Canis's Credit Union Senior Hurling County Final tomorrow live from UPMC in Olin Park. Throw in is at one thirty. Commentary here on KCLR 96 of M with Adrian Ronan and Michael Walsh. And also next Sunday we have the Junior and the Intermediate Finals in Kilkenny uh, here live on KCLR. The JJ Cavanagh Sons Junior Hurling Championship County Final and the Michaeling Motors Intermediate Hurling Championship Final. Now for Carlow listeners tomorrow we split the frequency at half past one and we will have full live commentary of Bagnallstown Gales versus Radfield. You would have heard from Pat Ryan and Joe Murphy earlier on and we have Mount Leinster Rangers uh, in the second game taking on Air Og. You would have heard from Joe Murphy and Johnny Nevin here on the programme earlier on. So there are the semi-finals in the Michaeling Motors Carlo Senior Football Championship tomorrow. So the first game on a split frequency and we'll be joining back up on the full frequency for full live commentary of Mount Leinster Rangers and Air Og. and of course the uh, county finals then next week which will give the official times of in Carroll but uh, just to confirm the Kilkenny Junior Final is Sunday the 14th uh, Tuller Ross Birkin versus Munkine and Glenmore versus St Lactans is at 2 o'clock next Sunday the 14th in the Michaeling Motors and the message from the County Board is please if you can book your ticket online on or before uh, tomorrow and when you have your ticket please get to UPMC Nolan Park in plenty of time so that uh, scanning can take place uh, a big crowd expected and a huge game which will be very very interesting indeed. Now a little bit of a technical glitch we haven't Brian Hogan at the moment but we'll have Brian later in the programme. Uh, Shane O'Keefe is in Studio 2 and he's caught up with the Ballyhale Shamrocks manager from Lismore in County Waterford, James O'Connor. KCLR. At the heart of local sports. Yes, as you heard there from Brendan Hennessy, I'm joined on the line by James O'Connor, Shamrocks manager. James, first of all, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us here at KCLR ahead of what is going to be an absolutely huge day in Kilkenny GEA. Not at all, uh, Shane. Delighted, uh, delighted to take the call. 
Um, looking forward now to a, a good game on uh, on Sunday. It certainly should. Looking back on the season so far, uh, before we get to the big game, uh, have you seen a major improvement in the team from the beginning of the league up till now? Obviously, losing the first two games, but going on then to win every game in the league and championship since then. Yeah, look, I suppose at the start of the year, uh, Shane, you know, we we had uh, you know a number of injuries and everything coming into the first round of the league. You know, so look, there has been steady, uh, steady improvement. Um, you know, from the first round to the to the semi final there now. So, yeah, look, overall, I'd be happy enough um, up up to date. You know, and after the Greg Bally Callan game and Bennis Bridge games, when uh, you spoke with us, you, you alluded to the fact that there's a great culture in the club. What is it exactly that you've noticed in this club that you were impressed by, and how important will that say winning mentality be once again on Sunday? I suppose the one thing I could say about the Shamrocks is that, you know, accountability with the players is huge, you know, um, which is great for any manager, being honest out there. Um, you know, if you have a guy swerving outside the ditches a little bit, he's brought in the line very quickly. Um, but look, they're a very grounded bunch as well, uh, Shane, and they're the type of lads that, you know, nobody gets carried away on any weekend on what he does, you know, because there's someone there who probably have done it, you know, 20 times before you. So, like, you know, it's a... It's it's a great situation to be in like that, you know. So, in fairness to the lads, you know, they are a very grounded bunch. And even, like, you can see it on the pitch when one of the team scores, there's, like, an immediate response and a desire there from your players to go out and grab the next score as opposed to letting them maybe get another two on the board, three on the board, and help build the confidence. Yeah, look, it's something that, in fairness, you know, that we are very good at. Um, and, in fairness, look, the Shamrocks had it over the years as well, but it's something I thought we would really concentrate as well at the moment, you know, that... You know, if, uh, if if the opposition scored a goal or a point, you know, we'd react straight away to it. Um, you know, we'd never like to, you know, have a team get, you know, three or four points ahead of us. You know, because, look, in championships, it's always harder to claw back. But, um, you know, we'd always have our finger on the pulse that way. And just making sure, again, that, you know, that if we do concede, that we get something back again fairly quickly. And, like, that kind of winning mentality then comes from actually winning this is the fourth county final in a row you've been manager for two of those how proud are you now that you continue on this great tradition and history of the Shamrocks oh, I sure look it's, it's you know it is um, it's a great responsibility to have Shane first of all you know um, like I came in last year only knowing him by reputation only really um, you know but look last year was kind of a short enough season it was over in a couple of months but you know from the word go you knew these guys had a lot of intent and a lot of hunger, and even though there would have been a perception out there, maybe you know that um, you know with one or two retirements and with Henry going, that you know maybe the team could be vulnerable, like you know. But you know, I think you know the more the people spoke about it, the more that it drove on the players a little bit more, even you know. So it was the case that you know they wanted to prove everyone you know wrong that you know that they're still a very proud club and a very proud team and you know the hunger is there and like look they're they're out to, to you know to set records and make history uh, as much as possible you know and look they've come from a long legacy of of uh, of great teams and great players um, and you know and I always think you know you know when you have that behind you it's like it's in your DNA then you know going forward you know but. Oh, look, they're a very proud bunch of players, um, and like they look, they love championship hurling, they love winning counties, um, and even from the first day that I came in, you know, um, the first thing was said to me was, you know, look, winning counties is our priority. Whatever comes after that uh, is a bonus. So, like that in itself, you know, I I think says a lot about the club, really. 
Yeah, it's interesting that you you say that kind of hunger to to set records and because. Uh, you know, when, you, when you're speaking to fellow fans and, and GEA enthusiasts, they talk about maybe O'Loughlin's hunger to stop that four in the row. Andy Comerford, obviously 2001, captaining O'Loughlin's to county final success and hopefully passing that on to his players. But the fact that you mentioned the, the history and the want to create history from your players, there's, there's no loss of hunger amongst the group of players that you're managing. I would say not. I actually think uh, Shane's probably after growing over that two years more than anything else, you know. Um, like, look, like I said, they're a very proud bunch of players. They hold themselves accountable. Uh, you know, we, we have a standard. There is a bar there that we expect every player to come up to. Um, and if they don't, you know, look, there'll be someone sitting outside in the side and ready to come in to replace them as well. So, you know, look, it's a good situation to be in. Um, I would say about championship, you know, every game has, you know, has to be played on its own merits, really. Um, but look, it's all about getting over the line. You know, we all love to have these classics and semi-finals and finals. Sometimes it doesn't happen like that, but it's about getting the results at the end of the day. And, and do you think then that experience of playing in county finals maybe compared to Auckland Gales? But it's an occasion like any other for club players. Andy Comerford alluded to the fact after the last game that he doesn't really have uh, kind of star players or anything like that. So do you think the experience that you have amongst your squad will stand to you? Well, look, experience is a great thing, uh, Shane, amongst any team, you know. Like, it's a lot easier to deal with a team that have won counties than train a team that hasn't won them, you know, because, you know, I suppose the guys who have won them, they know what to expect on the day. There's nothing that will, you know, it will phase them, really. Um, so it does make it a bit easier, we'll say, to have a team that have won counties. You know, a lot of teams can lose that hunger, you know, um, especially if they're at the top, you know, we'll say, for a number of years. But... Look, I'm lucky enough for this bunch of lads that they seem to have, the hunger seems to be there all the time, the tribe seems to be there all the time. And once that stays there, you know, look, you're always in with a, in with a great chance then, you know. And, and dealing with, with the match specifically then, do you have any kind of fresh injury concerns or any players returning from injury for Sunday's game? Uh, no, uh, unfortunately, like, you know, we have a couple of niggly injuries there all the time and it's, it's, it's basically never the same as the last day again, you know, but look, we... You know, look, we take every game as it comes and whoever's available will play and whoever's not available, you know, unfortunately we'll have to sit it out. But So, you know, look, it'll be the same as the last efforts. And just from a, a personal kind of point of view, where would a second count the championship in a row rank amongst your own accolades and achievement in the game, James? Um, it would be huge, Shane, to be right up there, being honest with you. Like, you know, look, Kilkenny have a great tradition of, uh, of hurling and, you know, to be in a county like Kilkenny... Uh, it's a privilege in itself to be uh, to be competing in the in the championship. So for me, if we were to win another county, um, that would rank right up at the top uh, for me anyway. And I know you're probably be diplomatic in your answer, and you're not going to look past the game on Sunday. But from a KCLR perspective, we know that the Carlow County Champions, Mount Leinster Rangers, are going to be up next in the provincial for the Kilkenny. Uh, the winners so we're looking forward to that from here and of course Shamrocks are the reigning defending All-Ireland champions as well at this stage so uh, we're looking forward to an absolutely cracking game James we wish you nothing but the best of luck and your players and a sentiment that I have to say we shared with Andy Comerford as well but uh, thanks very much for taking the time of day to talk to us and uh, we'll see you at the park Thanks very much KCLR The heart of local sports Live on KCLOR, the Kilkenny County Final Preview Special. With thanks to Jerry Comerford Drilling Limited, Well Drilling Services Piltane, Jerry Comerford Drilling.ie.
Yes, welcome back and thanks to Shane O'Keefe for having a few nice words there with Liz Morris. James O'Connor there, manager of course of Ballyhale Shamrocks. Well, as you heard and has been reading, there's been great headlines over the years when teams with the likes of Gales take part. Bagnallstown Gales playing the Carroll Football Championship tomorrow. They play hurling but it's a Lachlan Gales in Kilkenny. Now can they blow away the Shamrocks? Here's a look back at both semi-finals. And the first team out are the winners of today's game just in front of us, the Shamrocks and the Shamrocks will play James Seas and Tyrone will play most observers would say maybe, just maybe a slight advantage for O'Loughlin yeah. on paper but as we know, paper doesn't matter so we won't have played the better hurling so far, there's no doubt about that. But our offense, as they do, are raising the game. Score. Great score by Conor Heary and Michael Welch. This half back line for all offense has been the mainstay this year since Huey Lawler went back. He's on the 21 on Wall is causing great score. Oh, it starts a bother and he puts it over the bar. Brilliant score. And Michael, we said before the game, Owen Wall was one that had to be watched, but certainly the Kenny Senior selectors yeah, must be. Did he need to look? He didn't need to look. Great score by Paddy Deegan. Yeah, Lappers have really taken over the last two minutes. Out of Tony Forrest to give it to Tomas Dunn. Dunn takes on two men. Dunn goes low, Lund goes high. Dunn puts it over the bar. And that's two points for Tomas Dunn. Dunn rubbed it up and put it over the bar. Just a point in at 179. Uh, Tony Ron, the call, coming back to level up again. And uh, doing very, very well in this first half. The great ball, the Welsh is 1-2. Jim Watson on the other side. Lachlan Stone has the legs. Parley Welsh. Ah! And he puts it over the bar. Great score by Parley Welsh. And it does go to extra time if we have to. And everything is in Tullerone's favour, as I said. They have definitely got the momentum and they look the stronger team at this moment in time. It's a draw game. Three minutes on the clock. 57 30. Corey Quench has gone where, Michael? Midfield and Paddy Deegan has gone to Markham. So. Oh, He's going for the goal and well, now this could win. Paddy Deegan, your natural penalty taker. I thought the natural penalty taker was up for the goal. Can Paddy Deegan prove me wrong? He has to go for a goal. Wide! Wide is wide is wide! Let off for Tullerone! Now! You Moore! Got over the bar! A great fight by you Moore! Strong in here! Why did he put over the bar? He had a great chance to put it over the bar! A brilliant tackle by someone in the Oroclis defence and he's set it up for them now. Now it comes to Paddy Deegan. Can he make up for for the penalty? It's over! Paddy Deegan! You would say Oroclis are true. They are true. Oroclis are true to their county final. Tullerone certainly had their chances. It's a day that Tullerone will rule. But now it's up to either the village or the Shamrocks. Both teams just sizing up each other, Michael Welsh. Definitely, yeah. And that's a good start for Adrian Mullins and a dangerous start for TJ Reid. Gives a great ball to Gilfile. Goal chance. Brilliantly blocked by Joey Holden. And got over the bar by Gilfile. Goal chance for sure for the village. Now it comes to TJ up along the That's the
great score by Ronan Corker. That's better. 29 minutes gone. Finished 10 points. The Shamrocks one set draw game. Now on Cody. Oh, Cody has the whole goal up from front. Oh, Cody. Calmly puts it over the bar. Now it comes to TJ. This is go over. It's a typical Shamrock set. It's gone over the bar. And now you see the Shamrocks start to lift their head. TJ Reid getting into the sun of young Sean Minogue. Sun is Minogue's eye. TJ strikes. Goal! A brilliant goal! And it's all over here in UPMC, Nolan Park. I, I've been there for the last two years. You know, they're going for their fourth county final now. Two hard-working teams. I have no, we have no superstar, but listen, we, we're resilient and we have resilience. KCLR. The heart of local sports. Andy, good to join you. I think uh, last time we spoke, we were on the television. That's not today or yesterday, Andy, but uh, you're in the county final tomorrow. How much are you looking forward to it? Uh, uh, looking forward to it, yeah, Brennan, yeah, all the work is done. All work is done. It's Shamrocks. They're going for four in a row. They have done it previously, and I know you beat them in 2016, so uh, you said all the work is done. Preparations have gone well, no injuries, concerns? Uh, no, no, everyone is uh, A1, Brendan, everyone is A1, yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, and Andy, you had a good league campaign, you had victories over Dixborough, Greg, Bally, Callum, but in between that, I suppose, there was a little bit of disappointment. I think you lost out to Mullinavat, but now, in saying that, you, on the flip side of that, you came back around and defeated Mullinavat in uh, Shamrock Park in Ballyhale three weeks ago, hence, you're in the final. So you might have been disappointed with that in the league, but as I said to Eddie Scally earlier on, and to Richie Powell Jr., uh, you have come in under the radar and you to be fair you've been doing great work in the background and teams that do great work get the county finals and you're there uh, yes listen Brendan you know better than anyone like senior teams senior championship in Kikini is only for a puck of a ball you know and some days it'll run for you and some days I won't and like yeah we're fortunate we're, we we, we, we got on a bit of a roll and but like Listen, we're under no illusions. We're playing the double All Ireland club champions here, and uh, we're under no illusions. The challenge that we have, uh, that we face, you know. In saying that, Andy, looking at your team, like I heard Ronnie on the commentary the last day talking about Owen O'Shea, you have Conor Kelly, and I know Paddy Deegan and Paddy Butler and these lads now have been involved for the last number of years. But collectively looking at your panel, you have a good panel of players and runs with teams that get runs, say like Dublin into football, Kilkenny into hurling over the years. Everything comes to a stop somewhere. You won't stay winning forever. So a lot of people and neutrals out there will say, oh, Lachlan's have hurled well all year. They're going to a right good shout tomorrow. Uh, yeah, listen, Brendan, you know, um, we're under no illusions, as I said, they're double all-Ireland club winners, uh, we're we're a hard-working team, like, uh, we'll test, we'll test Ballyhill, and, uh, listen, we'll see how it pans out, if they come up short, uh, we'll be ready to attack them, but listen, as I said, the, 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 you don't win club all-Irelands and you don't win two in a row unless you're a very formidable team, to have five or six lads on the county team, you know, and uh, TJ Reid is possibly one of the greatest kick any forwards ever played. So, listen, uh, as I said, it's a mountain to climb, but like it's climbable. Yeah, it certainly is. And does, does anything, I know water under a bridge, Andy, but the last time you were in a county final, you actually defeated the Shamrocks. So, does that stand up a bit tomorrow? And is that something that will give the lads a bit of belief tomorrow also? Uh, listen, 
that was like five years ago. I'd say the majority of that team now is gone and passed yeah. on. There's a couple of lads there on it. So I don't think it'll have much bearing. A lot of the Ballyhale lads have passed on as well. So listen, they're relatively, we have a relatively young team, Brendan, and like, uh, it's, it's, it's a kind of a uh, new, ter- new terrain for these young lads, you know. But like, listen, they have played under 21, they've won under 21s, and, and, uh, They've played represented Kilkenny, so listen, they're they're well able to hold her and extremely enthusiastic. And uh, this is the level that they're ascertained to be at, you know. And this is where they want to be. And um, you can't beat being in a Kilkenny County Senior Hurling final. It's it's it's, it's a great it's a it's a great occasion. That certainly is. And Andy, I know you had a great innings in your playing career yourself, captain in Kilkenny to an all learning But personally, for yourself, how big of a personal uh, thing is this for you tomorrow to be managing the club that you love, the club you played for uh, over the years? Uh, it has to be big. If, if I was in your shoes, I'd be a very proud man oh, to be leading the team into the county final. Isn't this massive? You know, uh, like to, to play and then and then to, to to manage the job. Like it's after being pretty difficult with the COVID and all that, Brendan. It was very very difficult throughout throughout the year. But like when they took took charge of the team, like we we sell or stall where we want to be. Have good lads around me, great selectors, great backroom team. You know, and all this is part and parcel of the modern day play. But um, it's a great honour to to, to to manage them. And um, listen. Uh, the only honour will be in it if we win it, you know, it's not, not, it's, it's, it's not, um, it's not a magnificent achievement just to get to the final, you have to finish off the jump, but, listen, we're proud and we have great pride in the Lachlans and, uh, listen, that's, that's instilled into this team and, and, uh, they're hard working and they won't give up. Yeah, and, and Andy, just at the start of it, I know the league campaign is part and parcel of the championship as such, but just at the start, there wasn't a lot of talk about all Auckland. You know, we were listening to fellas talking about the Borough and James Stevens and Ballyhale, of course, were going to be odds-on favourites to win. And yet, in the first game that we covered here on KCLR, it was in John Locke Park, Greg Ballycallan gave the Shamrocks a fair old rattle. Some people had turned around and said, well, they mightn't be in third or fourth gear yet or whatever. But just as a team for yourself, and we all looked at the Shamrocks and you've said all the great things they've done in the back-to-back, what were your goals at the start of the year? Because to me, there was not a lot of talk about O'Loughlin. You went down to Ballyhill and said you defeated Mullen Nevat, you thrived on them, you came and you worked your way up to the final. So what way did you set it out at the start of the year? What was your goal? Obviously to get to a county final, but how did you go about it? Uh, listen, we, we, listen we, we we got together early in the year there and like obviously with the COVID it was very difficult to meet up but we like we, we, we tried to give lads individual programs and we started off like that getting them kind of fit and like listen we couldn't have collective meetings obviously because of the uh, COVID restrictions and it was pretty difficult until we got cracking then in May and like we had a few positional change positional um um, aspects of the team to start to kind of iron out and listen we, we're in a fortunate position in that we have an intermediate team and a senior team and like at the, end, the beginning of the year we said listen we we can't obviously a few people are are certainly going to be on the senior team but we left the, the gate open there for anybody who fancied their chances of getting on the senior team they were going to get a fair crack at the whip and that's how we were we were fair with everyone we gave everyone game time we gave everyone a chance to see what they were going to bring to the table because we like we didn't have a fixed so to speak uh, 15 on like Ballyhill their, their team bar two or three positional changes obviously if they have injuries but it's more or less the same backboned by, by the present team and, and um, we didn't have that uh, 
at the beginning of the year. But listen, we ironed out all them things and uh, hopefully like we've played with kind of more or less the same team up along and they're getting used to playing with one another. So that was basically what we wanted to achieve and get a good, solid backbone to our team which we could uh, uh, hang our coat on when it came to the championship you know yeah you've got a panel as well because my memory serves it right I think you listed 33-34 players the last day Andy and in saying that of all the players you have no injury concerns for tomorrow no no thankfully uh, Brendan they're all, they're all uh, everyone is alright and uh, no injury worries and, and uh, listen we're, we're looking forward to it now uh, looking forward to the challenge yeah, certainly so. Well, listen, the very best look, Andy. You're a name that's synonymous. Yeah. And I tell you, we're all getting on a little bit. You're still a young fella, I suppose. But uh, young Robbie Dowling here, I asked him a question earlier on and he didn't know the answer. You do hold the record, I think, of being the only player in the GA to have been born outside of the island of Ireland to lift the McCarthy Cup. Is that correct? He asked me to ask you straight up, is it correct? I, didn't I, think, make, I think it is, is it? I couldn't tell you that now. I think you're the only one. You were born in London, weren't you? That's a little bit of homework for Owen now we can get, get cracking at that. Let go on to his Wikipedia or go on to his Google and see if we can... Oh, you haven't got time for it really with all this training. Well, listen, di- no, listen, um, we're looking forward to the match, Brendan, and um, listen, uh, really, we really enjoy the commentaries that you give and like uh, CLR are doing a great job with regards to the sport and keeping it going and please God now you'll have another great day as hurling tomorrow. Okay, well, well, if you win tomorrow, will you sing for Ronnie and Mickey into the microphone and UPMC and all <laughs> Park, you will. Listen, Brendan, you know Ronnie is well able to sing. You don't need him. You don't need me to sing him. He's well able to sing. Well, listen, listen Andy, it's a, pl- a pleasure yeah. to talk to you and the best of luck to Alan Gagan. No, and well, yeah, I know Brendan, my, yeah, one. Yeah, Alan, Alan, yeah, Alan yeah, Gagan is with you there as well and Michael Holan. And yeah, thanks a yeah, million. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, thanks very much, Brendan. Yeah, okay. Thanks for that. Bye okay. Bye. He, he was kind of anxious to go there. He probably was afraid I was going to ask him something. I wasn't supposed to ask him, but uh, one of the characters of Kilkenny hurling, and we wish all Aucklands the very best tomorrow. You've heard uh, James O'Connor having a chat with uh, Shane O'Keefe there just before the news at five o'clock. Uh, James down in Liz uh, Moore in the county of Waterford, and uh, Ronnie is joining us in studio now. Are we taking a break? Or are we going straight into Ronnie? Uh, we can go straight into Ronnie. The break is only two minutes away, Brendan. Right, Andy Cumber says you're to start with a song, Ronnie, but. Maybe that's that's tomorrow and just before I, I do I mentioned to you one of the days and I, I quoted you there the last day there about managers from elsewhere and James's committee's done a great job with uh, Ballyhale Chomrocks and it's great to see people being involved and you and Michael said to me managers in Kilkenny won't obviously train clubs to go up against their own clubs which is one of the, the things well here we have Andy tomorrow uh, home bred O'Loughlin and Gales man and uh, he's with his club and as I said to him it has to be a great honour for him Ronnie Yeah and, and, and for, for whatever goes on in Kilkenny hurling generally uh, a lot of club managers don't train against their own you'll see a lot of senior teams being trained uh, maybe training intermediate teams and vice versa intermediate guys it's just an unwritten respect for their clubs it's just that yeah. we're a small uh, relatively small county we don't uh, excel in football do I not truly do we even play it but we <laughs> start <laughs> we play it but hurling is the main game so it's just yeah. it's an unwritten rule so it's it's massive for Andy and for O'Loughlin's to have one of your own it's, you know because it's very difficult to go in and train your own after being born, reared yeah. and going to Mass as we often say in the country parish yeah. and meeting these people because it's difficult because you're never going to get it right with everybody and managing that means then you're you're falling out with people as we all know and it's hard enough 
to 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 live in a parish or live in a county oh, without. It's a, it's a big difference. It is, yeah, no, it is, and look, it, it, it as he'd say himself, and you'd know from the very beginning when you started your commentary, he wanted to get off the phone. It is. It's <laughs> a wonder he wanted. He wonder he answered yeah. the, answered he, the call only, at all. He knew me. Yeah, so it was a pure courtesy, but he like his total focus is on it. He yeah. that, that man wears his heart in his sleeve. He does, yeah. Oh, will play with, with, at the very same as their manager plays. They'll play to the bitter end, and um, as I said, it's great. It's great pressure, um, but obviously. A huge thing, and to be fair to Andy, you have Martin, you have Jimmy. There's a family there yeah. steeped in it. And um, yeah. O'Loughlin's look. Let's talk about the city teams and, and Kilkenny city teams. You have the, the Borough you mentioned and, and James Stevens. But there's a country element. There's a Johnswell element oh, is, yeah. to O'Loughlin's, yeah. and that brings the small bit of the country air into it. And yeah. the, so look, they'll they'll my, they'll, they'll, they'll be. Um, my father always says, "Right, nothing with a team, no matter what you play, unless you have a few country fellas on it." Well. Yeah, well, Ned Quinn, I suppose I shouldn't be quoting Ned, but Ned would often say that you need definitely have a balance, that's yeah, for sure, and yeah. uh, there's nothing wrong. But look, that's where the beauty of tomorrow is, and you've mentioned on numerous occasions there, like, we keep referring back to 2016. Yeah. Um, beat... Uh, Bally Hill in 2016 unexpectedly 19 uh, points to 112 yeah, yeah. and that and that caused a rout that caused and obviously introduced Henry Sheffield into, into senior inter-county hurling that yeah. was the big change the, James Stevens or Bally Hill never seen that coming that day yeah. and they got caught and then in fairness this, this was the start of the management of Henry Sheffield's legacy and they won the double All-Ireland on that and that's right on the back of that It's a massive day for Bally Hill tomorrow the four in a row brings a little bit of pressure in itself but what, what's your good feeling on the whole day Ronnie? Well listening and interviewing and talking to James O'Connor and listening to you there now like he's he's more or less hinting that it's coming from the players like I mean of course he has to manage them but if, you, if you're listening to him closely to what he's saying He's mentioned that the players are hungry. You've heard rumours coming out of the camp how the players have made big decisions with their existing panel about different players not reaching the bar that he's expectation that he expects. So it's obviously coming from the likes of TJ and Joey holding these experienced players. But then to have, as we keep saying, the younger players, the younger players being the two... Uh, we ne- we forget to mention the two last young hurlers of the year and could be another one is Owen Cody still up for that. Yeah. That's an Adrian Mullen and Owen Cody. Yeah. So again, look... Um, it's massive, but it seems to be coming from Ballyhale. But as I said, again, and typical uh, county final, typical, as you know, Brendan going to Crow Park, the injury rumours. And there is rumours coming out of Ballyhale already that there's one or two injuries that may not make it. And if that's the case, and these injuries are, 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 are these rumours are, are true, then Ballyhale Shamrocks might be under a small bit of pressure because there's two, if not, there's certainly one, if not two, of leading players could be in bother for tomorrow but again we'll know tomorrow whether the train will no, that's the rumour that goes past par- with the game there's it? always, there's there's always, always rumours right? yeah. there's always rumours uh, we're going to take a break when we come back we'll have another in-depth look at tomorrow's senior county final we'll ask Ronnie about intermediate and junior as well to get his uh, take on it for next Sunday afternoon at UPMC Nolan Park before we do go to the break just to remind listeners that if you can get your tickets for UPMC Nolan Parks and Canis's Credit Union senior hurling final tomorrow on or before the match and be there an hour before then for scanning to uh, prevent problems for the county board on the gate. There's never problems to run it like a, a well-oiled machine but everybody can help if you get your tickets on or before uh, the game tomorrow and we wish everybody all the best going there and the best of luck to both teams of Lachlan's and of course uh, Ballyhill Shamrocks. Colin Fenley is the Ballyhill Shamrocks captain and the goalkeeper uh, Stephen Murphy will captain all Lachlan's tomorrow a huge day for both of the lads as well. We'll have more from Ronnie after the break. We're on 083 3069696 on the dinners ready e text line. Live on KCL or the Kilkenny County Final Preview Special. With thanks to Jerry Comerford Drilling Limited, Well Drilling Services Piltane, Jerry Comerford Drilling.ie.
Yeah, welcome back uh, to the show here on KCLR 96. A little over half an hour to go on the preview of the county senior final tomorrow. Michael Walsh joins us online. Michael, of course, will be on analysis tomorrow here on KCLR 96. And Michael, you've uh, been on every county final since 2003, apart from the year Dixborough won in 2017 because you do abstain when your own club are there. But uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure I'm running. It should be uh, hopefully a great game. We haven't had many great games up along. Uh, last Sunday was a brilliant game between Thomas and Glenmore, so I'm hoping that maybe the two teams will go at like that tomorrow. But I'd say it might be cagey enough for a while, and uh, maybe it'll open up then after a while. But uh, looking forward to it. It should be a great occasion anyway, and hopefully we'll get a dry day. Yeah, I was just saying there to Andy and Senator Ronnie there a few moments ago, Michael, as well. I know the four in a row is one thing for Ballyhell Charmers. They won't really be looking at that. Their main focus will be to win win the match. But does it does it cause problems for a team uh, that there's a little bit of pressure on the people saying there's four in a row here? Because we've seen people trying to do, say, Kilkenny a few years ago, the five in a row. It didn't happen. Tip put stop to that. And it happens with other clubs. They don't go forever. But there's something special about Shamrocks, isn't there? Oh, there is. There always has been. I mean, there, you know, there, there's been t- two or three teams that have come over there now that have been absolutely unbelievable and uh, this is the latest one and uh, you know it, I, look at, to answer your question I, I definitely think it would be at the back of people's minds there's no doubt about that it's definitely there but as you say they're just going to try and focus now on, on tomorrow and uh, trying to get over the line and uh, I suppose they'll worry about then when, when, when that when and or if that happens yeah, and Michael, I know tomorrow's the big one, but earlier on we were having a bit of an in-depth look at the junior and the senior, so that's next Sunday as well. Another cracking day is hurling. Uh, Moonkine and Tullaher, and I know you've seen some of the junior matches in the JJ Cavan and Sons Junior Hurling Championship and in the Michael Ng Motors. Yourself and Adrian were there uh, last week uh, high on the Intermediate Hurling Championship County Final, Glenmore and St. Lacton, so we should have two crackers again next Sunday. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tullaher have struggled all the way up along until the last day and they showed really well against uh, James Stevens and had a very fine win and of course Munkine, you know, they would have been strong contenders. Bolton would have been strong contenders at the start of the year so look at the best two teams are in that final and it should be a really close affair. The other one, I think Delmore will probably go in as, as favourites on the back of what they did the last day but yeah, they have to be really careful there because, you know, Freshford won't be on the slouches and, you know, they, they put in such an effort to win the last day, uh, you know, they, they'll have to get up again for this final now. I'm sure they will, but they, it needs to be much they're capable of, capable of, uh, of doing because uh, they have some very good players and they brought a manic work rate to the match last Sunday. OK. Uh, good feeling for tomorrow, Michael. I know you'd be if Shamrocks are favourites and you'll probably go with that, but you give O'Loughlin's great hope, I'd say. No, absolutely do. Uh, Lachlan's are the type of team you could never you could never back against anyway because they will bring a real steal to this match tomorrow. There's no question about that. Uh, obviously, Bally Hill are the favourites and and uh, rightly so. But I have a feeling that it'll be a really good good match and I think it'll be very tight affair. And I think Lachlan's will have to try and keep in the game for as long as possible and see where it goes then in the last 10 or 15 minutes. They don't, they don't want to get away from him early in the game, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's a different type of, time of year this year as well. The top of the ground now is now gone. It's now gone to a very, very heavy grounds and a lot of rain the last fortnight. So, no, but I expect this to be a, a tough, cagey affair for a while, but I'm sure it'll open up then in the second half. Yeah, Michael, we're just saying here off the air, Ronnie, here, you'd know with all the young lads, like the last time O'Loughlin's uh, won um, the championship, uh, Bally Hale were winning a minor championship, and a lot of the new young lads have come in. There's, a, there's at least the the Shamrocks team is more or less the same bar four or five out of four or five. 
are Dean Mason, Adrian Mullen, Owen Cody, Dara Corkin, <laughs> and Evan Sheffield. Turns Le- out they're five legends. Two, <laughs> two hurlers of the year in that company. But but O'Loughlin's also, you'd know from underage hurling, they don't fear that, that they have five or six or seven young lads like Mikey Butler, uh, David Fogarty, uh, Young Heary, Jordan Malai, Owen Wall, who've always done well against Shamrocks up along with the, and under that age group. Yeah, would you believe it? I was talking to one of the Alakas players he, he, uh, the other day, and exactly he made that point to me that you know they they have done very well against the Shamrocks right up along, and uh, I know they played a, a great under twenty one final yesterday a couple of years ago. That went takes time, and all those fellas you mentioned are were playing in that. So look, you're dead right there. They're, they're not the type of club that fears anyone anyway. They 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 don't they bring a real steel with them as I said to, to every match and, and uh, the Shamrocks are very physically strong as we know as well but certainly they won't they won't go in with any fear whatsoever and uh, that is a big plus for them uh, how they curtail the Shamrocks big players up front is one thing but you know we're, we're always talking about the Shamrocks and TJ Reid and Adrian Mullen and Owen Cody and rightly so but their defence has just been brilliant this year like they really are and individually yes but as a unit they really defend very well and a lot of us are going to have to try and find a way around that yeah, certainly are and Michael uh, Ronnie mentioned the young players Dean Mason has won he's been he's excelled in the goal and you have massive experience in the Lachlan's goal tomorrow with Stephen Murphy Stephen is captain tomorrow but young Dean Mason I mean he was minor I think two years ago and now he's uh, three years ago and now he's got two All-Ireland Club medals in his back pocket and he's looking for another medal from the Kilkenny Senior Championship tomorrow he's just one of note yeah, and it's just, I just mentioned about the Shamrock's defence, and he's another lad. You know, obviously, the goalkeeper is a huge part of that, but he has improved well, really, really well in the last, particularly in the last year. He's come on really well, and he's been outstanding in the last few matches for the Shamrocks. Uh, great puck out on him, very well organised his defence, and he's after making some great saves as well. So that's a, that's a huge bonus for the Shamrocks, and I expect Dean Mason that, you know, he might go a bit further, I'd say, down the line, because he really has improved, improved immensely. Yeah, and just when you mentioned Dean Mason, the last day against the the the, the village when they were coming back and we were doing that, Mikey myself, um, Mason made two very good saves, yeah. didn't he? Make uh, made two great saves, yeah. And it went on went on notice because Ballyhale had stuttered for such a long time. They got a huge break. They were being out hurled by the village, and I'm not too sure can they afford to do that tomorrow. And depending on us now, I know they won't. But if they're if they play like they played in the first quarter against the village, I think O'Loughlin's will you know will will make the most of it. They have the people that can do damage. But certainly Mason made two very good saves when village were asking questions of him. And his distribution is terrific as well, Michael, isn't it? He he did likewise against uh, Venice Bridge as well. And uh, Ronnie made a very good point there. Uh, the Shamrocks, I we look deep down, like we know how good they are. But I say deep down in their own minds, they they haven't produced what they think they're capable of yet. Uh, they've they've hurled and fits and starts, and obviously they're so good they can turn it on in ten or fifteen minutes. But there comes a day when that won't work. And I'd say their management is looking for a much more rounded performance tomorrow because both against Venice Bridge and against uh, the Village the last day. As I said, they went in and out of games, and, and you just can't afford to do that in the final. But look, at nobody knows better than myself. But the pain of last year, when they really came to the punch last year, they everyone to a man, they step it up, and they can do that to anybody. But look at it, tomorrow's a different day, different conditions and stuff like that. But up to now, they they have they've got over the line every time. But I, I think they'll expect more of themselves as well. They're that type of club as well. They've, they've such they've such high standards, and we know what they can produce. But I think they'll have to produce, as Ronnie said, a better performance than they have done in the last two matches. But that's what it's about. It's about getting over the line and then 
producers on the day that really matters. And Mike, even though we're talking Ballyhale here at the moment and the names and, and mm. getting over the line, if you do look at the Lachlan Gales team, you, like, you could look at half of the team there and you'd say, well, these lads are not too bad. I'm looking at Paddy Deegan here. I mentioned him earlier on, Teddy Scally, Paddy Butler, Mark Bergen, Huey Lawler. I mean, these fellas would go on any team and uh, they're on one of the best teams in Kenny. And I said it earlier on, there hasn't been a lot of talk about the Lachlan Gales this year, but yet they're in a county final. Exactly right, yeah, and you mentioned Paddy Deegan there, and I think, you know, like he, in fairness to him, like, he, there's no sort there, like, he's a, he's a, he's playing in the backs, and he's a brilliant back, and they put him up front, and at times, it's been a bit of a struggle, but you can see exactly why they're doing it, he's a huge leader in that team, and, you know, like, the last day in the 58 minutes of the match, he hit an awful penalty wide, and you felt that he won't, that's the end of him now, and next week he comes up and gets this unbelievable point from 100 yards, and then he lays on another one. And, you know, he, he, he really goes around the pitch. He gets into people's faces and he gets, you know, he annoys other teams. And it'll be very interesting uh, where he lines out tomorrow. And because and, he usually plays at full forward start and he comes to the wing, he ends up probably at midfield for the rest of it. But interesting to see what the Shamrocks take and that would be because he does upset people. He's in their faces and, and, and he's a really aggressive player. And that's what everybody everybody needs so uh, how how uh, the Shamrocks cope with that will be very interesting tomorrow OK and before we do take a break you stay with us Michael Ronnie there'll be some great matchups tomorrow when you look at it that way won't there? Yeah all over the field as we as we mentioned the younger fellas I'm looking forward to the younger lads picking up the younger like we talk about the two hurlers of the year young hurlers of the year Mullen and Owen Cody but Heary and uh, Malai yeah, There's will, always an unsung hero in yeah, the county final Well, well Malai and Heary will relish these two challenges and I think they'll yeah. have a big bearing on but I think the key matchup everyone will watch is Will Huey Lawler and TJ Reid meet up will TJ start on Huey Lawler because TJ was so influential the last day and always is and then you have the one where Paddy Deegan is playing cornerback for Kilkenny for the last two years and Joey Hold is not getting his game and strangely enough the two are going to meet each yeah, other just look at that, and yeah. they're two buddies you know what I mean yeah. and Holden will expect to have been on the team so there's interesting match up match uh, matchups all over the field but I'm looking forward to the the Heary Malai and where they and who they pick up and I think you know, obviously the one we don't mention often and, and Mikey's a big fan of his young Ronan Cork in the middle of the field a good player, yeah. um, because again when they were struggling even against ourselves in Callan today Greg Belly yeah. Callan it was Liam Corkin in the middle of the field and Paddy Mullen had to come on it's, it's middle of the field they actually turned the game around now I don't know what were they were doing against us that day we either we hurled well or he they played, hurled played well. I don't know what happened but again they haven't been playing as fluidly as they'd like if they turn it on and play like they like uh, like they can well then uh, it's going to be a Lachlan's but I'm not sure are they stuck in third gear or can't get out of it? I'm not too sure. And that's where we'll have to see tomorrow. How Are they stuck in third and can't get out of it? Because they've been winning their matches in this third gear and haven't had to had to go into fourth gear. But I'm really looking forward to the matchups, as I said, particularly as I've been involved in underage myself the last few years. And those young lads from O'Loughlin's, they've been very good to O'Loughlin's. They've been unbeaten as a team uh, for the last eight or ten years from under 12 up to up to under 21. They've been unbeaten. And I think they're, they're, there's a lot of those young lads as good as some of the Shamrocks young lads. And I think they'll, down deep then, you have Andy barking at them and shouting at them and reminding them. And I just, you know... It's just, it'll be very interesting very okay. interesting well we're going to take a break and before we too take that break and the preview to the St. Canis's Credit Union Senior Hurling Final tomorrow at UPMC Nolan Park One thirty live here on KCLR 96 of M with Adrian and Michael uh, both of them on discussing about the game at the moment before we do go uh, scores in uh, results Bagnallstown won the junior in the Carlow Camogie Championship congratulations to Bagnallstown Gales they've won the junior Camogie title and Michael, yes they've defeated Dave Breed in the senior so Michael are the senior Senior County Champions in Carlow. Thanks to Paul Sinnott uh, for that. We're going to take a break. When we come back in here from Michael Walsh and Adrian Ronan again. 
Live on KCLOR, the Kilkenny County Final Preview Special. With thanks to Jerry Comerford Drilling Limited, Well Drilling Services Piltane, jerrycomerforddrilling.ie. Yes, welcome back to the preview show here of the St. Canis' Credit Union Senior Hurling Championship Final tomorrow, half past one. Don't forget to book your ticket on or before the game and get there to New PMC, Nolan Park, uh, an hour early. On that subject, Ronnie, uh, what's the general talk right around the county? Like, an all-county final day in Kilkenny is massive. We're living in strange times now, but I think there's a big crowd heading, isn't there? Yeah, well, I suppose, again, lucky enough, I've been involved in long, long time ago, four county finals. <laughs> but it was always a prestige day. I remember growing up as a young lad going and waiting to see Johnstown in that great Ballyhale team uh, of the 70s and 80s you know and then yeah. you had the, in the 90s then you had a, a load of different teams winning uh, championships the Borough won one Tullerone won one and then the Village and then there was a, a lot of teams then Weekham and Dunhamagan and Gordon so over the years we've been spoilt in Kilkenny Hurling we've had great county finals we've had poor ones as well but there's an expectation tomorrow if the weather is fine tomorrow yeah. the only thing I suppose COVID is a concern it's yeah. a going concern well, pe- people ha- are coming out or going to matches and it's an out Door event and, and the county board, to be fair, have been fantastic. Both in Carlow and Kilkenny, and the boys have done. And you know, asking people to get their tickets save problems yeah. at the gate tomorrow. Did they run it like a well-oiled machine, as I said? So they do, and there was confusion there two, three weeks ago over the whole tickets affair. But the fact that you can go to the local supermarkets uh, in different yeah. locations, Kilkenny, has been wonderful because people are used to going to the supermarkets yeah, and able to avail the ticket there. It was causing problems trying to get it off the website. So yeah, there will be uh, a huge uh, uh, crowd because, as I said. You know, go, or Shamrocks are going for four in a row. This, that, that's a record that this present generation will want to match because they did it again. That great team of oh six, seven, eight, nine did yeah. it as well, and that goes on in Ballyhale, in the in the in the hostilities or in the churches, wherever they talk down the back of the church. I don't know where they talk, but <laughs> they certainly talk and they're certainly ravely the past team, the present generation. You know, they they often hear about they're fed up listening about what the, their fathers did or their fathers before did. So. Yeah. There's great rivalry in, in, within Ballyhale themselves, yeah. not to mention whatever outside of Ballyhale. And, and then, Michael, I know the rivalry in the city is something else with the borough, Jam Stevens, and, and O'Loughlin Gales, but in fairness, uh, the best of the three is in the county final tomorrow for this year. Yeah, there's no, no question about that, uh, uh, Brendan. You know, the, you know, O'Loughlin struggled against Dixborough last year in the semi final. Um, uh, they were beaten well, but they regrouped. And look, as Ronnie says, they have the talent anyway. I think really it's about attitudes and and uh, really uh, you know the attitude is right and the training is done and the players are committed well then they have the talent as as have the other teams but uh, you know you just have to have those things right and then this time of year you have to have a, a, a savage work rate they possess all that and, and they will bring that to the table tomorrow they won't they won't uh, die that's a certainty they will put everything they have into it but um, as you said it's, it's just a brilliant occasion and it always has been and always will be and it's a, it's a special day yeah, what kind of a feeling have you got from the people around? I know, Mike, you meet a lot of people during the week in your place of work and when you're out in the boat. The general feeling, I said, there's a lot of people heading to see this one. Yeah, well, like they weren't able to go to the last one, so, um, yeah. you know, it's been a long year, but they've been back at matches now and, and obviously people are delighted to be so, and as you say, it's run very well. So I, I would expect a big crowd to be there tomorrow, as, as Ronnie said, given that it's supposed to be a fine day, that will help. I know it's live on television as well, but I think there'll be a big crowd there. Like we've been locked in for long enough, so people should get out and get out in the fresh air and enjoy the match, and, and hopefully uh, they'll, they'll have a great match to see.
Yeah, and another interesting point, Michael. I know I jump on head of tomorrow, but both teams will focus on tomorrow. Um, first round in Leinster is not too far away. It's two weeks, I think, from Sunday, the 28th. And uh, the prize for O'Loughlin's or Ballyhale Shamrocks is a trip up the road to Carlow to take on Mount Leinster Rangers. So that'll be another huge day for Kilkenny and Carlow. But uh, it's a huge day for a so-called weaker county, Carlow, that the Kilkenny champions will be taking them on in the Leinster Championship. And probably won't be too easy for the Kilkenny champions either, because, as you know, Rangers and St Mullins and these clubs have been going well in the last few years. They have, yeah, and uh, you know they're 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 very well organised. Uh, two two really good clubs, and you know that will be a great match in a couple of weeks' time. However, look at that that'll be the first thing for me. Yes. One of their minds tomorrow. They're they're just trying to get over the line, and uh, for one to win four in a row, and for the other one to win the first one in in, in a few years. So, like that's all they want at the moment. And of course, then the focus will turn uh, to Leinster. And generally, look, the Kenny teams are strong at the club level, and and they'll be very hard to beat. But uh, as we know, on Leicester Rangers and St Mullins a few years ago against the Shamrocks put up an awful fight that day, and you know it'll be great to see. But look, as as we say, both those teams just want to get tomorrow out of the way first, and and then they'll they'll focus on that. Yeah, what Ronnie Fries have become a massive thing in, in hurling. Always have been, but in the last twelve, thirteen years, a, a, a solid free taker is the name of the game. And I'm just looking back at the records of the 2016 uh, county final. Mark Bergen that there. 11 scores, 10 from freeze. If you look at TJ's average for Ballyhale or for Kilkenny, it's always up around the 10 or 11 mark. Maybe some days 12, 13. Vital in winter conditions. Tomorrow is to be good, but that is a big part of everyday hurling now. You've got to get the freeze because we've seen players in the knockout stages of this championship missing vital freeze at vital times. Yeah, and again, just looking at the record book, would you believe, I don't know where I stumbled across it today or yesterday, the average score in four or five years ago was average score 30 points and 2.3 goals. This year in the Kilkenny Championship is 3.1 goals and something like 38 points yeah. so obviously the scoring and uh, the time of year which has been helpful I suppose uh, that the, the championship was played a lot of the big games were played in, in decent weather in September October you know what I mean they're, they're week to week in, in Club Hurling Kilkenny it's normally 2-3 weeks uh, with a break when championship time so in this case um, back to your point and your question free takers Bergen has been excellent when the chips were down against J- James Stevens the last day yes they had the young lads but they were struggling in, in different places the, the village were winning a few different decent positions and it was Mark Bergen again stood up you know and he's done so often uh, for all Aucklands from play not to mention from freeze I mean that, Mark Bergen is always a very reliable free taker but on the day he was excellent from uh, from play as well and picked up as actually which was Mickey remarked on how he good and I have to say to be fair we had a joke on the day myself and Mick that day wouldn't, wouldn't be like yeah. no <laughs> that day against uh, all Aucklands and Tullerone the big change happened was Parik Welch being brought up Parik Welch had hurled so well for Tullerone all year the Tullerone own selectors had done so well all year with Parik Welch going up the field and when the chips were down against O'Loughlin's uh, they moved Parik up the field and Mikey spotted Paddy Deegan Andy straight away moved Paddy Deegan and Mikey remarked that whoever wins that battle in the next five minutes will win the game and it's, as it turns out it was Deegan won that battle but he didn't win it inside in the full forward line it was out at midfield yeah. so again while he's been parked at full forward for a couple of the matches he made a big move the last day coming out to pick up Parik Welsh and you could see that happening again that, that O'Loughlin's might bring Paddy back down the field in the last five or ten minutes to see out a match Yeah, and he won't make much uh, movement there at the start tomorrow Mike I'll tell you what he'll probably do what Ronnie is saying it'll be like the last day yeah, well, they've generally gone with that all year, so it's 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 you know it's hard to see them not going with that again. Uh, but you'll see the movement, the constant movement. As I said earlier, he'll go from full forward, Patrick Deegan, and talking about from full to wing to. He, and he did the very same against Mullinavash. He started a full, made a big impression that day. Now, but 
he ended up the match when they came under pressure and Mullivat had him under pressure he ended up midfield again so that's definitely something that's going to probably be, be uh, on the agenda again tomorrow uh, but it'll be very interesting to see at full forward how he will go against Joey Holden because look I said it earlier he can intimidate but he certainly won't show you that that will be a massive battle and uh, you know again it, it, it you know determines a huge amount of the outcome of the game but uh, you're talking about Matt Bergen there like it's just every year year in year out and as it's not just free either uh, the participants in Ronnie was talking about against Tullerone they were under pressure he won the ball just under us and he really it went to lay it off but didn't and then he held on to it went down the sideline and it was a massively vital score so he's absolutely massive for them as, as we know TJ is for for um, Paddy Hill but in the last two matches TJ Reid has started the centre forward and he has, he's, he's gone in full forward and in both those matches in my view he's, he's probably won the game from Shamrocks not just with his scoring but his movement inside is incredible and uh, other teams have found it hard to cope with that yeah, they certainly have. Before I come back to Ronnie Michael, we mentioned Dean Mason, but uh, Stephen yeah. Murphy has been rock solid for the Lachlans over the last number of years. He's captain tomorrow, and he is a man that can have a big game tomorrow as well and dictate the puckouts. And you know, it's vital in a game to win your own puckouts. But Stephen, he's got a massive strike in the ball. He he's very central to everything that the Lachlan Gales do, and he's another big cog in the wheel for tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like like the Premier League can't can't count stars, and uh, he's another player that has given unbelievable service to his club. Like he's he's playing for so many years now, and uh, he's he's still only thirty something. Like, like he's he's just uh, been a brilliant service servant to them, and year in year out, rock solid. Not too much said about him, and he gets on with, with his own business, and he does really well. And you know, he's captain tomorrow, and it's a great occasion. Uh, for him to be captain and for his family it's, it's, it's a brilliant day and you know I'm sure again he'll be just as he's been all the last 10-12 years just solid in the goal very no fuss and just does the simple things really well Yeah and again that day Brendan when we mentioned it the last day the last day against um, Tullerone when there was a penalty uh, 59 minutes or 58 minutes on the clock and the penalty we all expected when I say we myself and Mickey expected Stephen Murphy to come up yeah. to take the penalty and it was Paddy Deegan took it and we were worried and Mikey particularly was worried about maybe Paddy Deegan being uh, injured and it was a very surprising move that um, uh, Stephen Murphy didn't come I, up I to did, take I, it. I did a bit of re- I, I just I, I know yeah. Hugh Lawler actually works inside there in the hospital and I was asking him the following day and he said like he was taking him in training and he was absolutely brilliant at him and he said if we get a penalty the next day Paddy will probably take it again so we were, I was a bit surprised I have to say but look at he seemingly has taken him very well and sure look at to get one tomorrow maybe he'll he, well I'm sure I'm, to, I'm told he'll take it again anyway so we'll have to wait and see if they get one anyway in the first place as long as the score no we'll mind who takes it I suppose Mikey <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> Ronnie I, I mentioned the matchups earlier Ron I know we're coming near the end of time we're on 0833069696 a few texts there we didn't get to uh, read them we're heading we're heading near the time but um, you know what goes through Andy's mind tonight in the morning as a manager <laughs> of the club team what goes through James O'Connor's mind because just as Shane was saying earlier on, and he didn't say it to James O'Connor himself, but the pressure is really on the Ballyhale manager, isn't it? Yeah, well, sure, look, the, the Ballyhale's manager, when you come uh, into Ballyhale after winning uh, double All-Ireland champions and you get a phone call to say, will you manage Ballyhale? <laughs> sure, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can only win uh, an all, uh, a county championship and an All-Ireland. So for James O'Connor to go into Ballyhale 
it was a huge step. Like, I mean, another lad would say it's his madness, you know, yeah. to go in and take on that pressure. But I was really impressed in the day we interviewed him, really impressed in today. He seems like a very solid fella. He actually brings it back on the players. He actually mentioned the fact that he enjoyed going into a team that were experienced, where another so-called management team would prefer bring lads up as opposed to bringing lads on. Um, but again, in Andy's case, he's a different character. He's one of his own. He's living in the heart of the parish, running a business. Uh, family, very strong family uh, connection with the parish, and Andy's just one of these characters because um, we're on live on air. It doesn't give a you know whatever, yeah. and um, he's he, you know and he wears his heart in his sleeve what he did with his club when he did Kilkenny. And to be fair to O'Loughlin's, if you look back on their history, O'Loughlin's have a great record in county finals, have, yeah. and particularly when they're not least expected to win it. And you go back to the sixteen, you go back to two thousand and one against ourselves. That's the time O'Loughlin's and have plans and put in place and they have a great man called Mick Nolan who's kind of the godfather over there and Mick Trent, many of their teams involved and Mick had a few tricks up his sleeve in 2001 before the National Anthem so I'm expecting just to watch a few things even before the National Anthem tomorrow maybe because Loughlin's were just, you know, as I said they're going in knowing that nobody is giving them a chance or the, you know, the bookies are not giving them a chance the, you know, the general public are giving them a chance but Andy will have them well prepared you know what I mean yeah. he'll have them well prepared he's one, as I said he's one as their own and it must be massive to have one of your own um, training you know what I mean because you're, you're wearing your heart in your sleeve so really looking forward to that part as I said and as I said look there's a lot of individual matchups. I met young as Mickey said I'm meeting young lads I met a young lad in, in, inside in Dalton's this morning young David Fogarty the corner back and like a fool I was one of the chaps I didn't know he mentioned he was from O'Loughlin's I said you're going to the match like a fool he said I'm playing he said so I apologised to the chap straight away you would have known if he had the helmet on I apologised to the chap straight away but to think you know where the years have gone where the where have become young folk he's been excellent he got a great David, point right, to that yeah. Back, yeah. and he'll have a big role tomorrow as well yeah. because they'll identify him as possibly one of the weaker not weaker one of the less experienced uh, cornerbacks uh, tomorrow and the Shamrocks are brilliant and Kilkenny are brilliant they're isolating the cornerback that have the least experience or the back with least experience but folk he's been excellent all year for the, for uh, O'Loughlin's he's come up a lot to get a lot of good corner forwards and to meet him this morning you think he was going to have to play a handball match or something in the morning there was no pressure on the chap oh, this morning calm and composed very calm and in the other corner they have young Mikey Butler as I said I'm really looking forward to the I know we're all talking about the big matchups the Paddies and the yeah, and the Joey Holdens and Jordan Malai as yeah, well Connor it's, Heary, it's yeah. the younger lads I'm yeah. watching because I said up along I've been involved with our own club team uh, up along playing O'Loughlin's and playing Ballyhead we came up against them and we were always the bridesmaids there they were the two teams they won everything underage but there's a little bit of history between them and a bit of a niggle and I'm really looking forward to it because as I said those O'Loughlin's young lads feel they might have left a few championships behind them underage OK and Mikey on that question of managers when you look at it Colin Bonner was there with Ballyhale Shamrocks Henry Shefflin now we have the Tipperary manager the Galway manager and the back to James O'Connor it is a bit of pressure isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely yeah it, it, it definitely is and uh, you know you're not hiding nothing going in there and uh, early doors like last year there was a little bit of rumblings here and there but they got settled and he's done a brilliant job there and you know they're they're a very very strong unit anyway and look at the players will take ownership there there's no doubt about that and you know it, it, there is pressure though there's no doubt about that and it's, it's either win or nothing really they have, to, they have to win down there because nothing else will be accepted you know but look at he's taken it on and he has them back in another final so they're in a very good place 
Okay, Mike, stay with us for the final few minutes. We're going to take our final ad break. And when we come back after this break, we'll be talking to Adrian Ronan and Michael Walsh, who will be on commentary tomorrow from UPMC Nolan Park, live here on KSLR 96 of M at one thirty. And again, make sure you purchase your ticket on or before the game tomorrow to alleviate any problems at the turnstiles for the scanning for the county board. A big crowd is expected. So if you can get your ticket before and arrive one hour, an average of one hour before, you might as well be there as sitting at home, uh, get into the stadium and uh, enjoy the whole day which will be a huge occasion back after this Live on KCLOR, the Kilkenny County Final Preview Special. With thanks to Jerry Comerford Drilling Limited, Well Drilling Services Piltane, jerrycomerfordrilling.ie. Yes, and a big thank you to Jerry and his company there for sponsoring our programme and the county final tomorrow. Michael, before we let you go, your good feeling for tomorrow. How is it all going to go in 30 seconds, Michael? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really tough game. I think uh, Lockmans are going to bring huge intensity to the to the party. But I can't. You can't go away from that. Barry Hale have the absolute class players up front that that may just edge it their way. But I do expect a really close game. Michael, enjoy it. Thanks for joining us this evening. Regards to uh, all Thanks, the family Brendan. and uh, have a great day at the county final tomorrow. Thanks, Brendan. Best of luck. Thanks, care. Thanks, Michael. Ronnie, uh, your good feeling for tomorrow? Yeah, but sure. As I often say, the charity bet if it's for charity and you want to make money, it's Shamrocks. But if you're done dog and you'd like a little bet. So Lachlan's sitting on the fence there, aren't they? <laughs> Ronnie is going to be in the political party. Uh, yeah. I don't know which com- par- party in a while, but uh, that's where we're going to have to leave it. We're going to finish with a bit of a song here. Enjoy the county final tomorrow. Full commentary here on Casey Law at one thirty. For me, Brendan Hennessy. Good evening. How sweet is to roam by the shore's sunny stream. And to hear the doves coo Neath the morning sunbeam Where the thrush and the robin Their sweet notes entwine On the banks of the shore That flows down by Moonkoi Flow on, lovely river Flow gently Along by your waters so clear, sounds a last merry song on your green banks. I wonder where first I did join with you, lovely Molly, the rose of moonkind. Oh, my. Breaks my fond heart For to know that we too Forever must part I'll think of you, Molly While sun and moon shine On the banks of the shore That flows down by 